0: Well, good morning and welcome. I'm glad you could join us online here at New Beginnings Uniting Church. Before we get going, how about we just pray together? Our gracious Lord, help us in this time. Help us when we fear about the future. Help us when we fear the unknown. Help us to be trusting in your love, in who you are, O God. O Lord, we ask that you be with us now, that you encourage us, that you bring us healing and wholeness, that you bring us hope. O Lord, and above all, bring us peace and understanding. Lord, we pray this in your holy name. Amen. So I'd like to welcome everybody here to New Beginnings Uniting Church online. Those who have been with us previously on our other live streams, welcome back. And those who are joining us for the first time, it's great for you to be here. See, we live in challenging times. And as we live in these challenging times, we have a choice on how we live our lives. We can live in fear. Or we can rise up to the challenge that meets us and show the love and compassion of God through our lives. See, in adversity we can either rise up to the challenge and pioneer new ways of of meeting the challenge, or we can hunker down in the same way we've always done things. So I'm so glad today that you are here and you've joined us today. As we rise up and we praise the Lord in our homes and we praise the Lord together, even though we may not be in the physically same space, we are joined together and praising God. I'm reminded of a passage from Isaiah 43, and it says, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you, I have summoned you by name, and you are mine. So we don't fear what is happening but we do respect the authorities in their request to help spread the, the rise of COVID-19. For New Beginnings, we've been looking in depth at the letter of the Ephesians. And this week, we are, we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through to 9, and specifically the topic that is raised by the Apostle Paul Specifically, we're going to be looking at unity, equality, and our response to authority. See, I love how God gives us a word from the Bible and just how, it's just when we need it. And I'm going to talk to you through the message today about how this is happening for us today, how we respond to authority as believers. But first I want to put this section of Ephesians into context. See, the Apostle Paul has been writing to the church at Ephesus and he's been trying to encourage them. He's been wanting them to know that their true identity not is found in the things that they do, but is found in Jesus Christ. Paul then goes on to talk about how this true identity in Christ is lived out, lived out in the believer's life. He's been giving practical advice about how we are to live our life filled with love. And some of that advice for us has been hard to hear. Last week, specifically, we looked at marriage and and relationships. And the key verse that helped us to actually understand that is the same key verse that will help us understand what Paul is saying and how we approach the topic today and how we approach our response to authority. And the verse is from Ephesians 5, verse 21, and it says, And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. See, this whole notion of submitting to one another is huge and at times something that we just don't want to do. And I, See, I'm going to speak for myself now. Um, I'm going to say that, that I struggle With having to be right. It is difficult for me to say that I don't know, and it's difficult for me to actually own up to the fact that maybe somebody else is correct. I know, I know, I know, you you, you might think, how possibly, Simon, could you be like that? I hate to say that most of us, if you are true to ourselves and we actually understand who we are, we're in some way like that. We don't like to be wrong. We want to be right. Just think about the last argument you had with a friend or your spouse within the family. Was it about somebody trying to be right over another person? We all have that within us. We all like to be right, don't we? The reason I'm saying this is that Paul is reminding us that we need to submit to one another out of our reverence for Jesus Christ. This is a call not just on marriage. It's not a call into that romantic situation. It's a call into our family relationships. It's a call into our relationships with the people that we work with. It's a call onto all of our lives as christians about how we submit to one another in reverence for christ it's a call on how we submit to authority that is over us see i want to remind you from last week that submission is not the same as subjugation see subjugation is about someone forcing upon you to obey their will and their wishes whereas submission is actually a person making a choice to recognize somebody else's authority authority over them as an individual, authority over them as an organisation, authority over them as a church, and the list can go on. See, we submit to God's authority over our lives. It's a choice that we make about how we live our life and what we let God do for us. So let's jump right into what the Bible is saying. Let's jump into Ephesians chapter 6 and see what the Apostle Paul is speaking about. And he says in this, Ephesians 6 verses 1 to 3 to 4, and let me quickly read it for you. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation, if you want to follow along. Children obey your parents because they belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do, Honour your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honour your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. What a great passage. What an important passage for us. Firstly, this is about children who live with you as parents, live with you under the same roof. You'll also notice that this is the first time that a promise is actually associated here with the action. And what is the action that Paul is talking about? It's to obey. Children are to obey. This is submitting to your parents. This is recognising your parents' authority over your life. This is not about... Punishment. It's not about obey me or else. This is not about punishment. And it's definitely not about a parent forcing their will and opinion upon their children. See, obeying is a physical response. And this is always done in a loving relationship. And as a parent, let me tell you that. That it's not always the case that your kids are going to obey you they're not going to do as you, as you tell them because they have a mind of their own. Let me tell you, that's so true, isn't it? As parents, we need to remember that this is not about forcing your will upon another person because that becomes subjugation. This is about your child recognising you as having authority over them in their life. And this changes in as children grow up and as they have more responsibility, more capability in their life, more ability to make sensible and rational decisions. But even me as an adult, I still obey my parents. See, Paul also then says it's not just about the children, it's not just about the children obeying, but Paul moves on and says that that there's also something else about about what the parents should do. But I want us to realise that obeying is just not a natural thing that we do. It has to come from a slightly different place. See, Paul then moves on to quote from the Ten Commandments, when he says honour your father and your mother. See, Paul here completes what it means to actually submit to your parents' authority. See, honouring is actually an attitude that you have. It's a place, a state of your heart. See, you can actually obey a request to do something. You can do the action. But if you don't have that honouring, if you don't have that respect, if you don't have that that notion of who your parents are, then it is just an action that you're doing. You're just following through on the motions. You are not actually submitting to authority. You are just doing what you were told. And there's actually a difference in this. Submitting is about your heart position. It's about recognising who has authority over you and you handing that to them. So if we look at our relationship with God in the same way as Paul is talking about our relationship as parents and children, you know, you can obey God's commands, but you you may not have any honouring, you may not have any respect, you may not have any idea who God is, but you can follow the rules. This is not about following the rules. This is about our heart and what we do. It's about our attitude towards God. See, when our heart becomes right, our attitude becomes right, then we have obedience. We obey where the leading of God is. It's a natural flow of things. See, it's much easier for us to obey when we first honour and when we have deep respect. You know, I said that Paul had a word for the parents as well. And I love how... um, in, in the New Living Translation, it says, do not provoke. And in the NIV, it, it kind of goes, do not exas- exasperate your children. Don't, you know, throw things on them that is going to force them to, to do something they don't really want to do or make it hard for them. And, and I'm going to explain that in just a moment. See, the reason Paul says that for parents not to exasperate your children is because that's the other side. You know how I said the key to this passage is how we submit to each other? This is the parent side of that submitting. It's not a one-way street. Good parents also submit and sacrifice. See, the thing is, if we're not to exasperate our children, we're not to provoke our children... We, we, we need to make sure that we don't drive our kids, our children, crazy with inconsistent rules and unspoken expectations. You're in charge, but don't abuse it. You need to be the parent for your children's sake. In other words, you need to sacrifice Sacrifice things. No, it's not about you getting your own way all the time. It's about sacrificing. And you sacrifice instead of frustrating. Don't have unwritten rules. Don't have unwritten expectations that your kids will never be able to measure up to. Be open, be honest, be concise with what you say. Mean what you say and say what you mean. Paul goes further on in, in this section to talk more about other relationships, not only just between family members, but with authority in general. And speaking specifically in the example that he's used is about slave and masters. See, slaves and masters, if you think about half the world in that time was in a slave-master relationship. It, it's an example that just doesn't sit comfortably with us today. It's, it's foreign to us, but, you know, I don't want us to dismiss the, dismiss the fact that there is still slavery in the world today. I want us to admit the fact that it's, it's a foreign concept for us, us to actually understand. I don't condone slavery in any way, shape or form. As a matter of fact, we should be working as hard as we can to free people from slavery. So for us to actually understand this passage, maybe what we need to do is when we're hearing master and slave, we need to think about our work relationship or maybe our our study relationship or our uni relationship or our volunteer relationship, our relationship that exists between a boss and an employee, a, a coordinator and a volunteer, a teacher and a student about somebody who has authority over you for a particular place and time and vice versa. So let me jump back into the passage for us where Revisions chapter 6, verse 5 to 9, the last section. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time not just when you are not when they are just watching over you as slaves of Christ do the will of God with all your heart work with enthusiasm as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do whether we are slaves or free masters treat your slaves in the same way don't threaten them remember you both have the same master in heaven and he has no favorites oh i love that i love how god has no favorites it doesn't matter how successful you are it doesn't matter what position in life you are god is there for you and just think of that today if that is speaking straight into you just take this moment and let God speak into your life. Know that he has no favourites. He is there for you. He is your Lord and Saviour. See, Paul is giving us some amazing advice about our working relationships as he's giving it in the same family relationships. I love how Paul puts this for us. You know, I'm going to bring us into our life journey here. So this is your job or your studies or your volunteers you're helping out into. Work with enthusiasm. When was the last time you went to work, you went to volunteer, you went to study and you had enthusiasm in you? That was the mark of what you were doing. Do it as though you're working for God, for the Lord, rather than for people that's going to change the whole way we start to approach these things. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of you for the good we do, whether we are slave or free. You know, you may think that working for the man, so to speak, doesn't matter. You know, you're just going into the grind and doing it day in, day out. But let me tell you this, your attitude matters. Just as your attitude matters, and how you obeyed and honoured and respect your parents mattered. So it does the same in our work relationship as well. Our attitude matters. Do we bring enthusiasm into this? Work with enthusiasm. Our attitude is important as the, as important as the fact as obeying the rules. It is heart and then action. Paul Sowell also says this exact same thing for the boss, The employer, the person who's looking after you. And I love how he places it. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way as the slaves are treating their masters. Submit to one another. Same treatment together. Treat them who work for you with respect. If you happen to be in that privileged position where you are a boss or an employer or a coordinator or a teacher, treat those who are working for you. Treat those who are teaching. Treat those who you are leading with respect. Don't threaten them. Don't conjole them. Don't force them. Be the boss that you are called to be. See, As a boss, as an employer, as a teacher, as a leader, you are there not for yourself. You are there for those who come and follow you, your employees, your volunteers. You are there for them. And what makes it work is when you want the best for them. See, we are all under authority in one way or another. And see, this is the fact that I wanted to get to for us today about this, about us as a church The fact that is that we as a church, we've decided not to gather together in the physical building here. And this is a response to a request by the authorities. See, we have a a government in Australia that has requested that we not meet together. That we, we try and, as they put it, flatten the curve. Reduce the social interaction Protect those who are older amongst us so that they do not become unwell. And so we've heard that request from authority and we've acted. Our health authorities are asking the same things. Don't do things unnecessarily. Don't necessarily meet together. And we've got lots of conflicting advice about the numbers and what we need to do, but we submit to their authority. Our denomination... The Uniting Church in New South Wales has asked us, as it has all throughout the country, that we might meet not together. We consider and we make a decision as a church not to meet together, to heed to the request of the authorities of the lands and the the health services. So even as a denomination, we have seen authority over us and we've acted in accordance with that. See, as a church, we have decided that we do this with an open heart. We do this listening to the leading of those who are in authority over us. We do this because we know that God is the ultimate authority. We do this because we submit to authority, but we do this because of compassion, because of love, because of what God has done for us. So we sacrifice and we look for a new way to do things and we look for a way to bring the message of Jesus Christ and the love of God into all of the world. And we do this through our actions. So let us just pray together. A gracious Lord, we just ask that you may help us understand your word found in the Bible, found in Ephesians for us today. Oh Lord, I pray that God is working in your lives. I pray that there may be healing and wholeness for those who are feeling unwell. I pray that those who are afraid may have their hearts lifted, their concerns abated, and there may be a joy fill their lives. I pray for people today to place their trust in jesus christ because god wants the best for your life see when we submit to god it's authority in our lives when we start to obey what god has for us there's a complete change in our hearts there's a joy and a peace that surpasses everything And I want that for you today. So if you are feeling that, if you know that God is leading you, I just ask you to pray this prayer with me. Oh God, you are the authority of all things and we submit our lives to you today. We do this in complete submission to you. So God, lead my life. Make my life whole. Make my life complete because you completed. O oh Lord, we ask that you forgive our sins, the things that we have done wrong, as I know that you do. May we have joy and hope in your love all the days of our lives. Amen.